And I think the stroke, which was suffering, it has opened up for me worlds, worlds. This is the, a stage of my life called the stroke stage. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Here and Now episode with Ramdas. I'm Jackie Dobrinska, Director of Education and Community for Love, Serve, Remember Foundation. And all of you, whether this is your first episode or your 213th or your second time around, you are the Ramdas community, the Ramdas Satsang. We have another incredible episode for you today. It continues from our last episode as Ram Das, Sharon Salzberg, and Mirabai Bush share from the Open Your Heart in Paradise retreat in Maui from 2012. In some ways, this episode is about the gold we find from the darkness, how suffering can lead in unexpected ways to finding greater aspects of ourselves. And that's a hard thing to say because there's a lot of terrible suffering in the world. And it's hard for most of us to get our heads and hearts around a lot of it. So in this episode, these three great friends begin to address some of the challenges of seeing suffering as grace. Ramdas talks about his journey with depression around his stroke. He also shares about holding a couple whose suffering came from the loss of a child, a suffering, I'm sure, which is beyond measure. Uh, the three go on to talk about the difference between empathy and compassion. And then Mirabai talks about compassion fatigue. And it includes this story about compost, pigs, and Ramdas's humanity as he experiences his own lack of resiliency. I think it really helps to soften our own limitations and our own ideas of perfection. Sharon ends with a practice of dedicating the merits. You know as much as I that we all experience suffering at various times, periods of darkness. And I imagine that many of us have stories of the grace or expanded aspects of ourselves or experience of interconnectedness that ends up coming through that suffering, which I think is what they're sort of pointing at when they say suffering is grace. It doesn't necessarily make suffering easier at the time, but I think these stories can give us hope that there might actually be something in the suffering. But I still have some curiosities around it. Like, how does my privilege play a part in it all? And it's questions like these that we come together to explore in our fellowship meetups. I'm sure many of you have experiences, insights, inspiration, and curiosities that will come up from this episode. So please join the Ramdas Fellowship Discussion Group on November 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can think of it sort of like a book club for podcasts with some meditation and chanting throw in and, you know, some friends you just haven't met yet. So, by the way, the next fellowship meetup, which would be on December 6th, is canceled as most of the Love, Serve, Remember team will be at the Open Your Heart in Paradise retreat in Maui. 
And so you know, you can be too, at least virtually and for free. You can sign up for the live stream starting November 22nd until December 30th. Um, and it's really, it's such a sweet gathering. And if you can't be there in person, this is sort of the next best thing. So go to ramdas.org slash retreat to sign up. Also, in the beginning of this episode, Ramdas talks about Ragu, who helped put together a film many years ago called Fierce Grace. Well, Ragu worked on another film this last year, and it's called Brilliant Disguise. And it's about one of the way showers of this path. His name is Casey Tiwari. It has some really good Maharaji darshan in it. And if you didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, it will be available for streaming on November 18th at ramdas.org slash brilliant. And if you get it in the first few weeks, there's some great bonus content that comes with it, some extra footage, a talk by Krishnadas about devotion, a talk by Ramdas about meditation. So again, that's ramdas.org slash brilliant. So please enjoy this podcast, which, by the way, took many, many people to put together from the archivalist to the sound engineer to the guy who typed up the show notes to the woman who worked in the sea of social media so that you might find it to the sponsor who helps make it possible for us to do this. May these teachings benefit all of us in our daily lives and may they ripple out into the world for the greatest good for all. Namaste and blessings. If you suffer... You're ending up um, vulnerable to 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 emotion, and then love and and compassion come in. But would you say that that's just grace and that we, I guess, use suffering for want of a better word in a a way that is um, onward leading and has us feel feeling connected to life instead of shut down? Or is there, I guess, practice, you know, that, that we can engender and, and also not just in times of suffering, but that we can bring with us because we've practiced. Yeah. 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 That rug fellow. Uh, <laughs> he was here, by the way. <laughs> uh, he wrote, he made a, a movie called Fierce Grace. And he, um, it was about me or about my stroke. And 
It was a beautiful movie, uh, very beautiful, and many people were turned on for uh, for Dharma. And the movie wended its way to India. And Siddhi Ma, who is the stand-in for Maharaji, now that he has left his body, she runs the temples and all. So she saw the movie, and she sent me a message. Do you really imagine that Maharaji is going to give you a stroke? I was the fierce grace. I said, oh, God, I'm sure I'm terrible. I've, de- I've done this terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, this is terrible. Uh, I said, well, let me meditate on that. And I remember the, the moment when I got there, I, I was in the hospital. But all the people around me were like, oh, terrible, terrible stroke. Oh, terrible. And I looked up at Maharaji, and he was smiling and smiling in a picture. And and I said to him, Um, you always gave me grace in my life. What happened to you? I was stroked. Did you go out for lunch or something? (laughs) (laughs) And the positive positive radiations continue to come from him. So I that was the fierce grace. So then I started to now that now that Siddhi Ma chided me uh I looked at where the grace would, and the str- and she said to me, the stroke is a fact of nature, like karma. And then I said, that was, my grace was, the th- think of it, as a positive thing. She was saying to me this morning, and all the, all the, 
the doctors and 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 I just it's his grace it's his grace it's his grace and that was that was the grace that was the grace my attitudes towards them to the stroke not the stroke itself So, Mickey and I wrote, wrote the film. We understood that sort of. <laughs> and the stroke was suffering. And it, and it, Took, I don't know, uh, a few weeks, and I was depressed. And everybody said, You're depressed by your stroke. And I was depressed that the stroke robbed me of my faith. And I couldn't, the, the world become cold without, without faith, without faith. <laughs> and then it came back and bye-bye, bye-bye depression. And I think the stroke, which was suffering, it has opened up for me worlds, worlds. This is the, a stage of my life called the stroke stage. For example, before the stroke, I was so busy being a helper. I was a helper, you know, a helper. <laughs> <laughs> and I even, with Paul Gorman, wrote a book called How Can I Help? Now, of course, I would title the book, How Can You Help Me? <laughs> Paul's title for that book was, How Can I Help It? Like one day, I'm in the wheelchair, the sidewalk, waiting on the sidewalk, and then a couple came along, and 
they're talking to it. Should we help? We ought to help that man. <laughs> and they came up behind me and helped me across the night. And they got beautiful. <coughs> and I got a beautiful. <laughs> because what it's what it's introduced me to is how to be dependent. Our culture doesn't give that training <laughs> how to be dependent. And I found close to people who, who help. That's one of the things. I didn't speak for the first, I don't know what it was. And so I appreciated silence. And then there's usually one person in the audience in a, in a, a regular lecture. This is different. That's usually brought by their husband or their wife. And they, they just sit cross. <laughs> and I, I, I usually spot that person and I cuddle up to them. And my, <laughs> Usually it doesn't work. <laughs> but the wheelchair does wonders. <laughs> People come to me and they're They've lost their partner or something happened in their life. And I, I want to say suffering is great. And I know that is the way to calm them. Not the way. Or, oh my God, your suffering is so, that's the way. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Compassion through melding. I wrote a um, a letter for, uh, to a couple that was in that that movie, <laughs> and uh, the couple had lost their daughter, 
And she went out to play tennis. And got got raped. And the husband came up to the daughter and the police moved, kept him away because it was a crime scene, a, a whole thing, right? And I got a letter from a friend of theirs about their daughter. You know, it's hard to be a parent with a dead child. Yeah. It's an unnatural thing. And I, and I, wow, I just love them and love them and love them. And I love them. And I could feel what they was, what their concerns were. And as I was loving them. That letter came through me from him. And it was one of these beautiful letters, beautiful. See, I didn't write it, so I didn't write it. Because <laughs> my heart was open to them in that oneness way. Yeah. You know, the way compassion comes from oneness, that's the one, that's the, because that couple that pushed me through the traffic, not into the traffic. <laughs> they were compassionate beings. They were feeling my space. Compassion is one thing, and empathy is another thing. Well, compassion has within it the desire to relieve the suffering that you sense in another being through empathy. Empathy is just the ability to experience the, or to, what would you say, sense the emotion of another, whether it's positive or negative. Um, but compassion is when you sense the suffering of another being, and within that is the desire to relieve the suffering of another being. Empathy is separateness. I see you are suffering. I will do something. And empathy is we are suffering. Compassion. Yeah, um, empathy is compassion, yeah. 
our experiences that compassion, 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 and compassion, it, it's you, you don't, your ego doesn't exist because there is our suffering, our suffering. And the R can be the world, our beautiful, beautiful world. It's suffering. And we are the world. You know, when we were working with the army, working with army caregivers, and they came to us and said um, that they wanted um, us to offer some meditation and other practices to medics and um, uh, chaplains in the army because they were experiencing compassion fatigue. So that prompted a long conversation on how there isn't any compassion fatigue. The yeah. compassion comes from an endless source within yeah. and that you can always draw more on compassion, but yeah. that really what they needed to develop was more resilience. So that was the first few days <laughs> that conversation really great and um, then we went from there to looking at resilience if empathy fatigue because your heart and boy <laughs> that kind of thing so many caregivers fatigue because of their mind. Even when they, oh, God, I'm so tired. Oh, I get, there's another one. Oh, oh. Can I tell an irreverent story about compassion fatigue? <laughs> Go ahead. When, um, when Ram Dass and I were very active in Seva Foundation, one of the um, projects that we did was in Central America. And we worked with, I have to tell this in a very abbreviated form, but um, there were... Um, it was started in 86 after the worst violence in Guatemala. And we went there and people were really desperate. I mean, they've been living literally on roots and berries in the forest and they came out, they had nothing. <laughs> and it, except that they were really extraordinary, extraordinarily resilient people. And so Seva worked with them around um, restoring their land 
and, um, and in education and health and so on. So in the, it kind of toward the beginning, we were there one time and we were learning as we went because we didn't really know anything about development. We just knew that when we met these people, then our hearts resonated and we felt like we had to do something. So one time we were there and um, it, was, it was exhausting. And so and there'd be these long days and basically we were eating tortillas and water and we um, spent all morning in meetings. And then we had to go, when you were saying before about the soil being the flower coming out of the soil, that um, we would go on these tours of compost piles and we'd be hiking, you know, from one to the other. And, and in each case, trying to be like completely present and really appreciating each compost pile, knowing how important they were to the people there. But it was really tiring. So we, at the toward the end of one day, we thought we were finished. We were going to go relax. And so we, um, someone said, no, we have to go see, you know, Don Pedro. He's um, got these pigs that he is cultivating, growing. And... Um, uh, it's going to be a model for other people. It's really important. We promised we'd give him a loan. And the, of course, the loan was, was very little money. But um, so it was very important to the agronomists we were working with. So they, so we said, OK, we're in, the, we're in a Jeep. And, um, you know, it was an open Jeep and it had no comfort. And we were off, off road, you know, so we were like going back through this um, really rocky terrain, jumping, bumping up and down. And we finally got to his place and we drove in with at last. And uh, we got there and he wasn't there. And there was a little boy there and he said, oh, he's up the hill, you know. So he said, okay. So we drive up the hill at his brother's house and we get there and he's not there. And we're like more and more tired, but we're, we're acting out of compassion. <laughs> So finally, we get, then we drive another however long. We're exhausted. Our bodies are like being thrown around in the Jeep all this time. We haven't eaten all day. And we're just nearing the place. And we know that when we go there, so the agronomist says, now when we get there, you know, we're going to, we'll, uh, we have to spend some time and we have to really listen to how he's caring for these pigs and what difference it's going to make and so on. And we know it, it's, it's part of, of uh, it was part of uh, Mayan culture. To, you never just drop in and drop out. You know, you spend a long time asking about the family and so on. So we're nearing there. We're all really tired. Ramdas says <laughs> the most, <laughs> the most uh, incorrect, compassionate statement ever. He says, can't we just throw the money out the window? <laughs> 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 so even he <laughs> we didn't <laughs> but they were gorgeous pigs <laughs> But we just have a few moments. Maybe you could lead a little something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you both so much. <laughs> that was really amazing. <laughs> Is it okay if I use that story about can we just throw <laughs> money out the window? No. no? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't we sit together for a few moments? Actually, in, in the Buddhist tradition, there's a, a process known as sharing merit, which is done, it's certainly done at the end of retreats like this, but it could be done anytime that we um, have opened to some real positive energy. The word merit is maybe an unfortunate, somewhat unfortunate translation. It, it implies a belief that when we turn our minds toward the good, when we are generous or kind or we inquire, we want to learn, uh, we help one another or we meditate, that we are opening to a very positive energy and then we come to um, close that session or that act uh, with dedication. So you can just uh, feel that. I mean, it's such joy, really, that we are willing and able to go there, you know, to go to those places. Yeah. And feeling the power and the delight of that, we offer all the positive energy that has been generated here to those who've helped us be here. And those who we know are suffering or hurting, we offer the positive energy of our being here together. to one another. Then all beings everywhere. No one left out. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, thank you all for being here. <laughs> May you all be happy and safe. And you all, you all unconditionally loved. This podcast is brought to you by the Love Serve Remember Foundation and Ramdas.org. We appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us. Please continue that support and donate at ramdas.org. We can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you. <laughs>